What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand News Show, and I am back doing my Underdogs and Success podcast interviews with my podcasters, a lot of my family, my friends, my people that I've grown with over the years in this podcast world. I'm getting close to three years, so I thought, why not bring back some of the classics, man? Some of the best times I had was interviewing amazing podcasters like my brother tonight, my brother, Mr. Frankly Francisco himself. Francisco, tell them they can find your amazing podcast, all the amazing things you do, all the social networks, all the damn things you're killing it on, man. Go ahead and tell them. Uh, well, my show is hosted by Red Circle. Um, I am on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Tumblr, um, Reddit. I mean, every social platform you can think of, I'm on. Uh, you know, I had a, I have a Patreon, but they ain't doing too well right now because, you know, people, people uh, they don't know you yet. You know, especially when a podcast is young, they don't, you know, they don't tend to support right away. So definitely. I appreciate you doing this for me, man. Like I said, this is one of my favorite interviews I did back in the day when I even was on yours, man. I had so much fun just doing yours, man. So I had to get you back on here and do this with me. Uh, man, it's been, it, you like you just said, it's been a year, man, after we just did our interviews that we did together a year ago, man. What have you learned since, for, from a year ago to now about being a podcaster? It's a hell of a lot of work, bro. I mean, the just the the time and effort you have to put in, especially when you're doing solo. And then, uh, you know, it's getting the support. The support's always going to be the big issue long term for everybody, man. I think uh, I think our problem is, is that, you know, we have get a lot of support within the podcast community. But then it's the outside support that we need because it's cool being supported by podcasters. But the problem comes in at is. You don't get the downloads you need from pod, uh, pod, podcasters. You need the downloads from the outside, from the crowd, from the people who are going to be your target audience. And I think sometimes we get those lines get muddled a little bit and we need to learn how to separate them. But it's just the, the work, man. It's, it's not easy. Content is not easy. Continuous content is not easy. It's not. It's not. It's, it, that's one of the hardest things that I had to struggle with at some point last year because I was just like I was struggling with my own podcast. I was like, I don't really know what to do with it. And you've been a part of the top 10 list. You've been a part of that, those episodes. Like that's fun, but that was a new level of like content for me that I could branch out and not have to do what I do on my shit. So it's just like, that was the fun part of it. It was like, I get to do shit with people I admire, not respecting this podcast world. Plus I get to have fun. So it was kind of like, it just came hand in hand. That was the best part of it. It was like, it, 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 it was hand in hand. And then of course we, we do the jam sessions too. It was just, everything was hand in hand. Um, what, what is the best thing about now that you've been doing this for a long time about podcasting that you, that you love now? I tell you what it's before. Remember when we, when we first talked, I told you I wasn't comfortable about doing solo podcasts, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm one of these type of people that loves I'm front facing. I love speaking to somebody now. I mean, the last couple of weeks I've been putting out a lot of solo podcasts cause it's been a lot easier for me. I'm more comfortable in that realm now. Before I couldn't do it, before I would just sit there and just it would take me forever to start speaking because I wasn't used to speaking to myself, essentially, even though I'm I'm talking to talk to a crowd. But more and more, I've gotten more comfortable because there's so much going on in the world. This you, you, you have to put it out there. You have to find an outlet and doing a podcast, doing a solo podcast is an outlet for me, for me to get my own opinion out, because I love to hear other people's opinions. and I love to hear other people's stories. But I think at a core base, people don't get to know me like they should because I'm not giving my point of view on things. I am letting other people speak. Yeah. 
I, I told you that. I told you that a year ago. I was like, man, you got to start doing solo pro- solo episodes. That's when that's really where the bass kicks in because that's when people really start to love the podcast. It's like the the, the solo interviews. That's great, but it's like when you start sitting down and actually divulging into your own personal self. That's when people could kind of like relate to you, in in the podcast because then it's like okay. There is more than just sitting down talking to other people to this person. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and it is a crazy part. I just I didn't put out a podcast last last week or this uh, this past week. And I put them both out today because I had so much going on. They were recorded. I just didn't put them out and I was able to put them both out. And they're already both started taking off. You know, I just uploaded them today and they're, they're getting downloads like crazy already. Uh, and they're both solo pods. It's just subject matter that I was you know, that I wanted to talk about. Um, once you have something that you're passionate about, you need to get it out there. It's like you, man, you've been, you're all over the place, man. You've four or five different podcasts. I don't know. Honestly, bro, I got to give you credit. Cause I don't know how you do it. I do two. I do two. I do my own. And then I do the cardiac dogs, you know, with D-Wop and, uh, um, D-Wop and, and, uh, chef boy. And it's, that's hard enough. Like you're on, you have dark therapy session. You have the wrestling podcast, you have the sports podcast, like you are everywhere, man. So I don't know how you find that that time and that balance to do it all. It's, it's exactly what you just said. It's time. You know, I think you got to make time for it sometimes. It's just like sometimes. And, and this is my own thing about it. This is a diary for me. It's not even a podcast because sometimes you, you can't really talk to people. So you, the only way you get it out is by yourself. And, you know, I, I'm not good with the pen and the paper. So I was like, fuck it, record it. <laughs> fuck it, record it. It's like, it's like, and so people are listening to me, but it's like me just being like, man, fuck the world. Like right now, I just don't know how to really deal with shit. So let me just go ahead and say how I feel today. And I think that's that's and that's kind of how this goes sometimes, man. Well, I, I mean, yeah, it can be therapy. It's therapeutic when you you're able to process emotions and things that you can't normally put on paper. You can just put it in the video. And if you don't want to show anybody, you don't have to. You can get it all out on camera and just save that video and never have to show it to anybody. But it's like your own. It's, you're right. It's like a diary. You, you, you're telling your story. You're telling what's bothering you and you're putting it out there. Whether you want to share it with the world or not, that's up to you. That's really something that is between you and how you feel at the moment. Like the stuff that I put out that I've been putting out lately, stuff that I feel that I want to get out there. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, some some of the stuff can be controversial, but that's just how it is. You're, no one's ever going to skate by and be clean. Somebody's going to find a problem with everything you have to say, no matter what, no matter how you put it, no matter how it's meant to say and how it's meant to be, somebody will find issue with it. <laughs> and that's the way we live in right now. Everybody has an opinion, but nobody has any right to actually fix the problem for you. It's like, it's like you got an opinion, but you don't know how to really fix the problem. No. Yeah, it's true. Like, you know, we can... We can talk about it, but that's that's basically the because our hands are tied. A lot of stuff that's going on in the world, we have no control over. We can't control it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They say the only thing we have control over is who we vote for. Mm, I have to <laughs> I have to, you know, that that's a little bit uh, off as well, because it doesn't matter who we put in office. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter. Things won't get fixed even if we want them to. So we can only do what we can do. If we want to have a message to, to bring out to the world, we get it out to the world. But sometimes our message gets a little muffled because we get over uh, what's the word i'm like we get overthrown or overshown by other people you know what i mean in this oh, game right out. now the, the podcast game we're having issues because a lot of talents not getting getting out there because you have celebrities coming in to the game now more and more and they're overshadowing 
uh, overshadowing talented podcasters who are actually trying to make for the name for themselves. Celebrities already have that name. Podcasters who are getting into the business don't. Definitely. Definitely. I saw a couple of your clips on TikTok today and you was talking about like dealing with the top of like people on top and you was like, this shit gotta stop. <laughs> it's like, this shit gotta stop. And I was like, 100. I agree. <laughs> I like, 100. I agree. What, 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 for people that didn't hear that episode, hasn't heard that episode, what was, what were you trying to explain to people? So the episode that you're referring to is called finite resources. So it just talks about how people in charge, people in power will always do what they have to do to stay in power, no matter what. It doesn't matter. So what's the easiest way to control a populace? Take away their resources, control their resources, pay farmers not to farm. You have you have the government paying subsidies to farmers not to farm. You know why? Because that way they can control the food popular, uh, the food situation. They can control how much food is uh, uh, output. You have states that are, are banning people from growing their own food, their own crops. It's in some states it's illegal for you to grow your own crops. Some places it's illegal for you to, uh, to collect your own rainwater, which is ridiculous to me. But people, it's not about. Republican. It's not about Democrat. It doesn't matter. Once you're in that game, you're in that game. You don't you see these people arguing back and forth on TV. But what you don't see is afterwards, they're shaking hands, going out for brunch. You know what I mean? Hanging out with each other's families because it's all a game. It's all a game. And that's the one they always say. It's like these motherfuckers be chopping it up after the shit is over because once the red light go off, the motherfuckers chilling. Like, they, they got their money. They did what the fuck they needed to do. Y'all the dumbasses that keep screaming and yelling at each other talking about, we need to get this shit fixed. They like that shit because it keeps them in power. <laughs> it does keep them in power. And the problem is, is that people, the senators, you know, technically every every two years they get voted out or voted in. Mm. Some of these senators have been in office for 50 years. They're not getting taken out. Because they feed, they, they feed to the public whatever they want to feed to keep them in, you know. But like I said, people are some people just don't they're sheeple. Some people just like following the status quo because it makes them feel safe. They feel like ah, the government can handle it. We don't have to worry about it. But at the end of the day, that's not how it works. Um, and I think a lot of these you have some folks who are getting banned off um, a lot of these social media platforms because they're trying to wake people up and they don't like that. So there's always an agenda to push. Like I said, I'm not red pill or blue pill. I'm just, you know, I have my own set of opinions. You know, some sway one way, some sway the other, but they're mine. They don't belong in, into a group. And I think that's the problem. We want to push people into certain groups. You know, you have to be this or you have to be that. You can't be in the middle, which to me is nonsense. That is the biggest thing. And that's the biggest problem right now that we have. It's like, as soon as you start thinking like an individual, they got a problem. And it's like... And that's what I always say. It's like you gotta get out of that that box they they're trying to put you in. Sometimes the box is safe. Yeah, it's cool, but it's like you're also now just falling in line to whatever the fuck they're feeding you. And it's like I don't like that shit. I think it's the worst part of sometimes being in this era is that there's nobody that really thinks for themselves. And the people that think for themselves sound crazy as shit. Because <laughs> cause they sound like they really don't know what the fuck is going on, but they just want to make it seem like they know everything. You can't follow somebody that thinks they know everything. Yeah, you can't. And here's the funny part. Some people who are the conspiracy theorists, a lot of the stuff they've been saying been hitting. 
A lot of the stuff they've been saying been hitting, but every, everybody wants to make them feel crazy. Now, some stuff some people say is it's a little bit far fetched. I get it. <laughs> but there are some stuff that makes sense, man. It, there's agendas being pushed every single where and, and, and I'm everything, television, politics. There's always an agenda to get pushed. People want you to act a certain way, be a certain way. You can't have conversations, civil conversations anymore, because the first thing people are going to do is, oh, they're going to start name throwing. They're going to start calling you this because they can't they can't sit there and actually communicate what they're feeling. So when you can't communicate thoroughly, what do you do? You resort to what? You resort to calling somebody names. You resort to making somebody uh, making fun of somebody's manhood. It's amazing because when you really sit and think about it, this on both sides, people can't have civil conversations. There's always something that's got to go off. And we always blame each other. We always, it's that side, it's this side. No, it's not. It's you as an individual because you can make that choice to have a conversation with somebody without making it violent or without being egregious as somebody else. Yeah, I think my thing is this. I'm starting to get to the point now where I don't want to hear negative. Like, I don't want to hear negative. I don't want to hear anything negative. And it, it, because it's just, because it, it, it's, it's, it does sap energy. Is zap energy from you, like when you start to feed into the negative bullshit. Like you, it's like I don't want to hear that shit today. <laughs> like, like, I get to the point where I'm just I don't want to hear that shit today. And I think that's where I'm starting to get to this this era. I think that's what we're gonna have to start doing. We're gonna turn inside and just be like, you know what, man? If it's not positive, it's not something that's literally something that we can all be very grateful for. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I get it, but it's hard to get away from that stuff. Cause you hear it every day. It's around you. It's surrounded you. You breathe it but, in. You eat it. You sleep it. It's just surround you. And I think, and I think that's the thing. I think the reason why, like, I I don't see a lot of positive stories out no more. You remember the media used to have like this one on, like the news used to have one moment where they used to have positive, like before the end of the news, they used to have positive yep. stories to close out the news. That shit ain't even on the news no more. It's <laughs> it's all about it, it, murder, murder. The government, the government, you might, you might, your, your weather, your weather, it might flood tomorrow so, to bring an umbrella. <laughs> and your sports team suck. It's not even like a news. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it's been, it's been kind of bleak, man. And we hear a lot of stories, man. My kids just started school, man. And already two incidents where kids bringing guns to school already, man. It's just, it's insane. And we just started people acting wild, man. It's, it, Ever since COVID, ever since we got out of COVID and people were on lockdown for two years, I don't know what it's been, something in the water, something in the air. People have just been different. They've been more aggressive. They've been more, you know, have more violent tendencies. I look at all these videos that are on TikTok and online, and these people are going nuts over the simplest things, man. Like, how you get mad and try to shoot somebody over, uh, over fries that were cold? Like, come on, man. There's deeper issues going on than that, bro. And I think it goes to, I think, and people get mad at me for this, but I think COVID kind of made people feel isolated. Like, it made people have to, like, this might be my last time alive, so let me figure out some shit. You know what I'm saying? If I do go back outside, I don't know how I'm going to act with these motherfuckers. I've been by myself for so long. And that's why I always say, like, COVID never really affected me because I, I am a lone wolf. So it's kind of it was like, okay, that's kind of what I already am. And I don't go out any fucking way. But to a lot of people, to a lot of people that do go out, that broke they fucking, like, that hurt them. 
Yeah. Because they need they need that that constant attention. They need that constant like that shit that tell them that they are the shit. So when you ain't got that, what do you do? So you go back out and and that's why everybody started screaming, I'm back outside. What the fuck did that mean? Yeah. Anybody know what the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? I'm back outside. What the fuck does that mean? Does anybody know? I just want to know what the fuck does that mean? You know what? I think people realize how much uh, was taken away from them in the two years Mm -hmm. that we, that, uh, you know, everybody was on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And that's why they walling out because they have that freedom. And you know what that freedom is like being taken. It was like being in prison for some people. Honestly, some people couldn't go anywhere because their bodies uh, would be exposed. They they didn't have strong immune systems. Look, man, I caught it twice. The first time I thought I was going to die. I, it took me a year to get sick again. But the second time was like I had a cold. It took me a full year. I got sick to the date that I got sick the first time. So my immunity took an entire year. I'm still not vaccinated. And there's a lot of reasons why I'm not vaccinated. I'm not anti-vax at all. I just don't feel like I need to go get a vaccine and then go get four or five more shots to boost it. You understand where I'm coming from? That doesn't make any sense to me. But those are my reasons why I don't have it. But I think a lot of people being locked down the way they were, it affected them mentally. Seriously, it affected their mental, their just emotionally and mentally. They were affected in such a deep way that all that pent up anger issue, emotions that they had, now it's starting to become a realization and they're starting to it's starting to come out, but it's starting to come out in the wrong way with anger. Yeah, I, it, this is this is the, 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 the point of life where a lot of the times we take shit too fucking serious. <laughs> we take shit too serious. Yeah. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think that's kind of what I look at everything that's going on as well right now, where it's like it's too many people that don't understand that it's okay to say I'm not okay. It's okay. It's okay to say I'm not okay. But I think we've also made the, the and this is how I feel about mental health. We made mental health so goddamn like market friendly that we don't really dig deep into what the fuck the problem is with people. So you think you're, you're, you're actually helping people, but you're not really helping anybody. Like you, you, you're really just you're just trying to make it seem like it's a, it's just a thing. It's a phase you get out of. Yeah, and it's not it's not a phase, man. I can tell you it's not a phase because me and my wife went through some stuff recently because of my my depression. It happens, bro. I get the same way every year for a couple months, and it manifests manifested in unhealthy ways, man. I put a lot of pressure on my wife. You know, what I mean, I was being mean and saying shit that you know I normally don't say or act but it's because i didn't know how to process my sadness i didn't know how to process my depression and a lot of people don't know how to do that because remember i'm a family man i'm married i got five kids i have a house i have cars have things i have to pay for and when you feel you're not making enough money that pressure starts to build on you so you manifest stuff the wrong way and i had to talk through that with my wife because it wasn't her fault it wasn't it wasn't my fault it was just the way things were and I tend to get that like that every every year around this time of year, because, you know, the older you get my birthdays in two weeks, the older you get, the more you feel like you should have done more with your life. More with your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 shit is fucking ironic. You said it because it's about to hit me. October's coming. I usually get depressed after Halloween. Like it, like soon as Halloween week hit, I start getting depressed like that week. And then it kind of like it lingers. From like November to to my birthday, mm-hmm. my birthday's in January, so that's a three month stretch of just like 
I should be doing something way more. I should be way bigger than I am. I should be in certain situations in life, and I'm not there. I'll be 29 in January. So I'm already in that mindset of, like, it's going to happen. I know I'm going to get depressed because I time it. It's every, like you just said, it's every fucking year. It's every year. Like, I know when I'm about to get depressed. I know because it's at the end of the year. I start seeing shit, and it's just like, damn, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I had money to go do that. Damn, I wish I had that around me. And I don't. And it, and it hits you. And it's like, fuck. And you know it's coming. And you still can't do shit about it. You That's the fucked up part. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an emotional it's an emotional uh, emotional spectrum, man. We go up and down. You know, you go through anger, sadness, depression. You revert. You you get away from everybody. You you know you're secluded. You don't want to talk to anybody. You're walking around like a zombie some days. Um, I, I what I think it is is I don't think a man enough men talk about the pressures that are on them. As in a society, men have more pressure on them than women every day of the week because we have to be providers. Okay, we have to be providers. We have to be protectors. We have to be the ones who take care of home, who pay the bills. And I think a lot of men don't realize that that's a that's a large burden to carry for any man. But I think sometimes we forget we have partners who are willing to help. If you have a a, a woman, a wife, who is willing to help you pay bills, who is willing to um, help carry some of the burden with you, that doesn't make you less of a man. That means you have somebody that's you're in a strong marriage or relationship with that wants to be down with you from day one that wants to be, to help you when you're down. You don't always have to carry that load. And I think sometimes men's pride get in the way of that. And I think we get depressed about that. Yeah. I think, I think the lesson in life is that it's okay to let somebody in. I think it's okay to let somebody in, man. It's just, we, 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 like you just said, we kind of, Instead of us explaining it, we grab it tighter and be like, yo, nah, I'm good. I can figure it out. No, explain why you feel that way. Like, and, and, and like you said, you manifest it into anger. Mainly it's man fucking anger. Like you, it is. you manifest it into yeah. anger because you're just so stressed out that something else isn't going right. And, and it might be the smallest thing in the world, but as long as it... But it it came at the wrong time. The smallest yeah. shit came at the wrong time, and that's what pissed you the fuck off. It takes you to another level of piss. Like you just like, God damn, why? Like, it's just like you just like cursing everybody out. I'm fucking good. I said I'm good. <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the pressure. I think it's the pressure of being a man uh, in a world where we our expectations expectations from us is supposed to be higher than anybody else's. And I think that that's a burden that a lot of people can't carry. Um, look, man, I'm I'm old school. I'm I'll be 43. I was raised in an era where it's you keep you don't show emotions like that. Emotions. You mm -hmm. keep that shit in and you work and you grind. And but like I said, it manifests in the wrong way sometimes. And it's unhealthy. I, listen, I don't want my kids to do that. My kids, if something's bothering them, they need to tell me it's bothering them. I don't need them to keep. It's not a machismo thing. I, you know, it's not. You need to be able to express yourself. And I think enough men don't do that. And that's why you have guys that are dying of heart attacks and stroke because their blood pressure is so high because they're letting, they're carrying all that stress on their body and they're not learning how to relax. It kills them early, man. You're 29 years old, man. And I'm, I'm going to be 43. Let me tell you something. It don't get any easier. The older you get, man, we just, we need to learn how to balance things. And I, I don't think we've been good at, I don't think men's ever been good at that. Either you're, either you're, you know, alpha male and you're a top dog and you have everything going your way or you're a middle tier dude where you're making a good living. And this is why I am. I'm middle tier. 
where you know, I make a good living. I have my house. I'm not rich by any means. I'm not, I'm not above, you know, the $250,000 threshold. I'm not about any of that. I'd make enough money to have my house, my cars, us family take vacations, things of that nature, but it's not enough. It's never enough because the older your kids get, the more expensive they are. That's just the way of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. I think that's the that's that's a point, and it, it's a point in life where we all kind of have this uh, come to Jesus moment, I guess if you want to say it like that. Come to Jesus moment where it's just like, am I gonna let this shit weigh me down? Or am I gonna am I gonna let some of this shit go and let somebody else help me deal with it? You know. Um, so, do you go to therapy? Um, I, I'm actually thinking about, uh, right now I'm actually have somebody I can uh, talk to right now. Um, that's going to be healthy, uh, for me to get some of this stuff out. Uh, but at the same token, um, I need to get something that's going to be conducive for me and my wife because it's just not me. We both have to have somebody we can talk to. Um, and it's not fair for one person to have somebody to talk to and not the other one. So it's yes. Therapy is, is, is something that a lot of people should get if they can get it. Um, and if it's affordable, you know, sometimes people have the Medicaid, the Medicaid or, you know, the insurance to cover it. Some people don't. And there's plenty of free programs out there for people to get help because uh, not everybody's going to have the money. It's, it's just, you know, therapy's not cheap. It's not free. You know what I mean? <laughs> it costs to sit down and have a conversation with somebody. But there's other ways of, of, you know, having therapy. You have friends, you have family. But the problem is a lot of these friends and family, they don't care. They, they really don't because it's not affecting them. So they want it. They say they want to hear it. But then when you try to talk to them, they don't have time for you. Sure. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Right. That's <laughs> like, I'm never talking to this nigga again. <laughs> but it's like you. It, it, it's like you. You have you have your other podcast, Dark, Dark Therapy Session. You guys get into stuff, man. You guys have those conversations. Um, so it's a way for you to have your own therapy too, because you guys are both of you guys are getting stuff out um and you know expressing stuff that people don't really talk about. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what me and RC say. We both we both each other's therapists. Mm -hmm. that's what we, <laughs> but that's the thing. I think that's the beauty of like like I said, that's what a podcast is, right? It's like you can actually explain how you feel without having to like sugarcoat it. Sometimes that's the problem with the world we live in, too. It's like too many people want to sugarcoat how they feel. And it's like, no, just tell the truth. Like, just say, yo, today is not the day. <laughs> it's okay to be like, yo, today is not the fucking day. Do not come over here with that bullshit. <laughs> it's okay to say that. Yeah, in certain situations you can, but in certain situations you can't, man, especially in a professional setting. You know, okay, professional. Okay, okay. Money on the line. We're not doing that. But when you just at home, uh, when you out with your boys or some shit, and somebody kind of like try to like start some shit, you're like, hey, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I got time for that shit today. <laughs> I, 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 shut the fuck up. We ain't got time for that shit today. Like, and I think, and I think you should be able to be open with the people you love. I mean, that should be the main thing. That's why you love them, right? I think because they found a place where they where you can be yourself with them. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, sometimes you have to you have to be willing to open yourself up, even if it's going to make you feel ashamed a little, because some guys are ashamed to open up. Some guys feel like, you know, if they let certain people in, it's they, it looks, makes them look weak. It makes them look like they can't handle things. 
And that's, that's, that's the furthest thing from the truth, man. You want, you want, nobody wants to be vulnerable if they don't have to be, but you have to feel like you're in a safe space. And I think a lot of men don't open up to women or their partner the way they should, because they think if they do later on down the road, they're going to use that vulnerability against them and throw it back in their face. And I think a lot of men choose to close that side off because, and it's happened time and time again, women will at times use that against you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it's, it's like you just said, also, a lot of people grew up in an era where you ain't tell, you ain't say you how you felt. You just dealt with the shit. You walked through it. Fuck it. It is what it is. I'm going to have to take the burden. But that you don't know how much it does weigh on you. And that's the problem. And I think as much as we, we all have gotten into a better spot where we could talk about mental health, there's still people that kind of use mental health as like a crutch. There's a Facts. lot of people that, that, that 100%. It's a lot of people that say they're mentally ill or got mentally mental problems, but not really. You you can tell like, okay, you're just using that shit. You're not really going through a lot. Like you could deal with you you could deal with the shit that you say is so problematic, but it's like, dude, you could kind of you could kind of eat that shit and keep it pushing. Listen, <laughs> I know I know people. This is factual. I ain't, I ain't even my hand. I ain't even making this up. I know people who faked fake mental illness just so they can get a check and I have to work for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? There's people, there's always going to be people who abuse the system no matter what. And in their minds, the system abuses us. So that's why they think they can do it. <laughs> in their minds, right? They're like, well, the system don't fuck with us. So let me get this check about the motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, but see, people don't understand, man. Like we, we are, regardless of the racism in this country, regardless of the colorism, the sexism, uh, it we're a privileged group here, man. There's other countries who suffer more than we do on a daily basis. People in this country really don't know what poverty is until they go to these third world countries and see how these people live in. There are people in the Caribbean that live in the Caribbean that don't even have a water supply. Like they literally have to use the bathroom outside of their home because they have nowhere to flush it. You get what I'm saying? Like people don't know what poverty is. Haiti, in my podcast, Haiti, it's one of the, the, the worst parts of the world where these people are eating literally eating mud cookies they they make these uh like these uh, clay plates out of mud and that's what they eat to sustain themselves because there's there's no food there you know what i mean they chop down all their trees if you look at the dominican republic and you look at haiti the dominican republic is green if you look at haiti you can tell it's haiti because haiti's use all their trees they chop down the majority of the trees because they use it for coal for cooking you get what i'm saying so we're privileged, we're privileged here, whether you whether you're anti-American or not, you 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 have the right to say whatever you want to say here in other countries. You can't. They will lock your ass up if you run yeah, you off ass. another country. <laughs> hey, kill you. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But we are we're we're a privileged group. We have the ability to talk shit about our own country and still stay out of jail. And I, I think people forget that sometimes nothing's free here, man. We pay for everything we have one way or another. So now this clip you had out there, uh, uh, so you said that you said you everything you was like nothing's free in this fucking country. I don't know what the fuck you think this was. Like yeah, nothing's free in this country. You gonna pay for it one way or another. Yeah, like, you are. You're gonna yeah. pay for it because <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, whether it's, it's whether it's your job reputation, whether it's you know uh, your house. Listen, you're this is America. You're free to say whatever you want to say, but at some point, <laughs> there's gonna be consequences for it. And we're seeing that every day by people getting canceled over the smallest things. 
You know what I mean? If you don't, you know, certain people are allowed to have standards. Some people are not. It's just the way of things, man. You just have to learn how to how to stay true to yourself and not get yourself canceled. You can be honest, but at the same time, your honesty can, you know, can get you booted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's a thin line. That is, it's just a thin line. You you, you want to be free to say whatever? Okay, well, you know, there's going to be a consequence that comes with that shit. And I, and I, I think... think the- and I think people forget that. I think people do kind of forget that shit for some fair reason. In the podcast game, like, you know, what we're in, you know, people are free to say whatever they want to say. Remember, there's millions of podcasts out there. Your podcast has to truly stand out in order for you to get in trouble. Because I guarantee you there's people talking a hot mess every day on their podcast. And it's not getting picked up by the main, the main news media because, you know what, they haven't blown up. But I guarantee you if they did blow up, and some of the stuff that they were saying, people will go back a year, two years and listen to their podcast to find any reason they can to try to cancel that person. So, right. I mean, we're we're lucky, but we're not because we all want to make it in this business. We all want to be podcasts. We all want to get paid for what we do. But there's so many podcasts out there now that sometimes we get drowned out by, by you know, other podcasters. And I think, like I said earlier, the biggest thing that's holding a lot of these podcasters back is the celebrity aspect of it because these people are coming in already with an audience. They're famous. And there's a lot of idol worship that goes on with celebrities. Look at the situation that's going on with Lizzo. You know what I mean? Look at the situation that's going on with Beyonce. You can't say anything negative about Beyonce because then her beehive will come after you. You know what I mean? You can't, you, you seriously, there's certain, like the idol worship that goes on with celebrities. And the first thing that people throw out is what? Well, they make more money than you do. What does that have to do with anything? You could be the richest person in the world and still be the most miserable person in the world. Money doesn't make you a good person. It, it, say that shit again, because a lot of <laughs> motherfuckers don't understand that shit at all. That, it, what a lot of people don't understand. Millionaires are just as depressed as we are, probably more, because now they really ain't got nobody to turn to. Because everybody tells them they're good at everything. They kiss their ass. They tell them yes every day. They don't tell them the truth. So they probably the most fucking depressed because they don't have nobody to tell them the truth. And some of these people have egos where even if you told them the truth, they wouldn't care. They don't want to listen. And I think this is where, where it comes in at, where it hurts people like you and I who are, who are trying to put out quality content, trying to have good conversations with people, you know, trying to uh, put a message out there. But people are only going to listen to what they want to listen to. People are not going to support you unless you are there already. If you have a name already, that's when the support comes in. And a lot of these people who've made it as podcasters, they tend to forget where they come from once they've made it. That's, that's my whole goal. Like, like now it's like I've done enough stuff by myself and I'm getting new subscribers on my YouTube channel and shit. And I was like, you know, what? it's time to do shit with my family again because I, I want to get back to doing that because that's the fun part of doing the podcast for me personally like doing these interviews that's the fun part for this because like i need to get back to that because i enjoy that shit i don't want to forget why i got i had so much fun doing this shit you know what i'm saying like i said i'm about to do three i'll be what three years september 19th it'd be my three-year anniversary of doing a podcast being a podcast that's my first episode came out it's still crazy that it's three years for me personally and i and it just makes me think like damn what if I didn't start doing this shit? What would I be right now? Because it's real shit. Because it kind of makes you think now. Like, if I wasn't doing this shit, what would I be doing? Because it's like, 
I know eventually I would have got in it, but it's still like there's so much that I learned in three years that about myself. Not fuck the podcast, about myself that I didn't know. And that's more so what the self-discovery of the podcast has been. What the fuck do I don't know about myself that I could actually now go back and be like, you know what? That actually makes sense now. Why I do that shit. It's amazing. You're you're absolutely 100% correct. It's one of those things where you start doing it and then you start sitting back and you start realizing, wow, like I didn't think this was possible. I didn't think I had this in me Um, in in January to be three years for me that I've been doing the podcast. Um, And don't get me wrong. Like it it takes time to build up an audience. It takes without inflating numbers, without buying followers, because you can buy followers. You can buy numbers. You can buy views. You can buy downloads. That's not I can get my YouTube channel you know, up and running and, and just buy my subscribers to monetize myself. But that's not the way I want to do it. You know, some people have and, and it's worked out for them, but I don't feel it's genuine. And I think in the podcast mm-hmm. game, I, I think we as podcasters, our point is to be genuine. It's not easy to do what we do. Even though there's a million podcasts out there, it's not easy to do what we do because a lot of podcasters burn out after seven episodes because they can't keep, can't keep creating content. It is not easy to come up with a subject every week. And people like you who put out one or two podcasts a, uh, a week, like I can only put out one a week. Like I, my goal is 52 episodes in a year, one episode per week. And sometimes it's not going to reach that number because I have time where I have to take time off. You know, you have some guys who are smart when they, it's like JR from West Virginia Uncommon. He's smart. He'll do five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 um, and keep them in the shoot. So when he does have to take time off, he has those things uploaded and ready. You know what I mean? I see. I can't. I don't work like that. Sometimes I can do that because my situation is always fluid. Things are always changing for me. It's like you. You do out. You do what? Multiple podcasts a week. You're putting something out. You're always doing lives. Man, this is. You're in this. You're grinding out. For me, I have a regular nine to five. This side thing is my passion. This is what I want to do. I love talking to people. I love having conversations with people like you because you're in the same industry as I am. We both want to make it. But the reality is you're putting more time and effort into your craft than I can. The only reason I speak the way I do and when I have conversations with people, it comes out the way I do because I speak to people for a living. This is something I do on a daily basis in, in the world that I work in. So I'm all, that's why when I only do the one episode a week, I can do it that way. It works for me, but it doesn't work for everybody else. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Uh- Speaking of podcasts, you did say something earlier. You said you got your podcast, but you also do another podcast. And mm. sports is officially back because football is back. Let's be real. Football is like the only sport that we all kind of like genuinely give a fuck about. <laughs> Let's just get that out the way. So I know you got a sports podcast. I know you're doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow, y'all yeah. Recording, y'all recording it. So yeah. y'all do y'all first episode tomorrow. So I got to ask you, man, who, 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 who taking the MVP? Who taking the Super Bowl? Who taking it home, man? Who going who go, who go home with the with – the, with the metal, all that shit. Who going home with it? Listen, <laughs> I, I I bleed. Listen, man, I, I bleed blue and red. I'm a Giants fan, diehard Giants fan. But the reality is they're probably a couple years away from getting where they need to be. Reast, really ask, uh, realistically, I think Buffalo is the team to beat. Um, they just they barely missed out uh, last season. I, I think now without Dayball, it might be a little different story, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think they're good enough where they can make another run uh, and get to the Super Bowl this time. And then I think the Rams, I think the Rams have a a good chance of repeating as champs if they can stay healthy. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they got a good team. They got a good team. They're bringing just about everybody back, uh, just about everybody back. Uh, But the MVP for me, 
that's going to be a tough one, man. I don't know. It might be Rodgers again, even though his team is going to be – his team is probably going to be garbage. But it, he's going to put up numbers. That's what he does. That's what He's at the point in his career now where all he does is care about numbers. He doesn't care about anything else. He's not winning the Super Bowls anymore, so the MVP is the one thing he can rack up. Yeah, I think I think in his mind, it's like, I'm never going to catch Tom Brady with rings, so I can catch him with MVPs and stats. Right. <laughs> so he can set records. Cool. Yeah, that's that's cool, but it's kind of like yeah, that 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 doesn't really matter because nobody gives a shit that you got all the records when you got one ring. <laughs> like Tom Brady at least put the work in, motherfucker. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think you Tom, I, I think Tom should have stayed retired though. I don't think this is gonna be a good year for him. He's got too many things going on personally with his wife and his, because his wife yeah. at some point his wife's gonna it wants him home. Like, dude, you've been playing for twenty years already. Hang it up. You know what I'm 22. saying? 22. Some people can't give it, can't give it up. Some people just don't know when to walk away. And they, and they said that's the reason why he took the time off because his wife kind of was starting to give his ass an ultimatum. Like, bro, what you doing? Yeah, because <laughs> like, he should have stayed retired. He should have stayed retired and spent time. He, he, there's nothing left for that man to accomplish. Really nothing. He's got he, MVPs. He he's, got stats. he's got all the stats. <laughs> like, he's got the longevity. Right. He just, some people just don't know when to give it up. He feels like he has something else to prove. He don't got anything to prove. The people that's got stuff to prove is people like Aaron Rodgers, who thinks he's, you know, God's gift and he can't get past the first round anymore. The Dallas Cowboys, who are a wreck every time they hit the playoffs. You know what I mean? It's teams like that that got things to prove. You know, you know what I mean? Not Brady. Brady's done. You know what I mean? I'll tell Dallas Cowboys fans they ain't gonna do shit this year. Don't tell them that. They, they not. <laughs> they not. Listen, listen. If you want to see, if you want to see a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl championship, go buy a VHS because that's the last <laughs> time you see them winning something. It's a VHS God damn They gotta get tape <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they gotta get up Oh yeah Bro I, I despise the Cowboys And everything about them man <laughs> Despise the Cowboys Just as bad as I despise the Eagles man Oh man Yo that <laughs> God damn VHS <laughs> Oh man But man Thank you for doing this man I know you got family to worry about I know you gotta go home Be a father Be a husband man So thank you for doing this for me my brother Appreciate it so much. Yeah, man. no problem, man. I enjoy I enjoy uh having conversations with you, man, because you're you know you you just have a lot, man, going on with you, and just you know finding time to talk to people. I think uh, it makes a big deal. A lot of people when when you're able to sit there and have those conversations. There's a couple of podcasters that I remember you were talking to, man, and just by you having that conversation, man, you made them feel like they were wanted. You know what I mean? And it's it's a good thing you reach out because a lot of podcast podcasters don't interview other podcasters that much anymore. Because it's not it's not a clout thing anymore. They like, you know, because it's not. But stuff like this is meaningful, man, because you you're taking time out of your day and out of the schedule to reach out to another another podcaster, which I appreciate, man. Hey, man, I support you, man. Every time when I do get a chance to see because I don't really be on social media that much because social media, too much shit. And all I yeah. do is follow podcasters. So it's too much shit. <laughs> it's just too much shit. So when I do be on social media, I definitely when I see your clips, man, I got to repost. I always got to show you love, man, because you, you talking like you don't work like I do, but you work like I do. Every time I see you, every time I'm on social media, I see a clip from you. I'm like, man, this man killing it. I don't know the fuck he talking about. <laughs> he killing it. I don't know the fuck he talking about. <laughs> yeah, I try so, to, man. man. And I think for you, man, honestly, I think you need to start getting on uh, on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is going to be big for you um, for the simple fact that you put a lot of content out. 
And if you do that page, you have a lot of people that are following you with that stuff, man. Just, you know, I, trust me, it, it, it's a big platform for you that I think you should, you should really tap into because there's opportunities there. Yeah, I got one. I just got to get back to, to doing it. So, uh, but uh, man, thank you again, man, for doing this. And uh, before we go, man, uh, from me to you, what is one thing about podcasting that you could tell people that they would love to get into? Um, honestly, it's the therapy of it. It's the therapy of it. We hit it on the head earlier. It's, it's the, the ability to talk things out to yourself or to somebody else where you can get all those raw emotions out without hurting somebody, without disrespecting somebody. And you can just put it on film, you know, put it on digital. And if you never want to show it to somebody, you don't have to. But if you want to get it out there, you can get it out there. And that's the benefit of doing what we do. Definitely, man. Again, thank you, man. Tell them one more time where they can find your podcast, find all of the amazing things you're doing, man. Tell them where they can find it. I am on Facebook, TikTok, uh, Reddit, Tumblr, um, uh, IG, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm on basically every social media platform you can think of. Uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, I try to spread myself out as far as I can go. You know, sometimes it's hit or miss. But, you know, most times people, you know, start tuning in. So I appreciate uh, anybody that, that supports. Definitely, man. And y'all see the, see the man with the, hood, the, the hat on, Franklin Francisco podcast. Y'all better go fuck with him. <laughs> Thank you, my brother, again for doing this, man. I appreciate this truly, man. No problem, man. I appreciate you, man. Talk to you later. Talk to you later, man. Peace. All right.